Welcome back, Trev. Holy smokes. It's been a long time. Longest break we've had. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Forever. Forever. It's almost that time of year, man. What time of year? The Christmas movie um, or Christmas story. That's time. from the Sandlot, bro. That's like a oh, staple wow. 4th of July, midsummer. You're right. It's Squince Palidorus being like, four. Yeah, I totally got that mixed up with uh, Christmas. <laughs> but you know what? Speaking of Christmas, I was just flipping through trying to find a movie the other night. And I was like, you know what? I got to watch that, but it's a little too early. Uh, a, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. I, you know what? I don't know if I've actually seen that. I, I haven't either, but it looks, I mean, if it's anything like any other Harold and Kumar, it's probably going to be pretty entertaining. Yeah, you'll you'll find some laughs. Ridiculous, some gags. ridiculous, but still very funny at the same time. Yeah, yeah, we, we you can tell we haven't done this in a while. I know we're, we're already talking about random ass movies. I know episode eighteen, missed chances. I felt like it was very appropriate. Uh, it's election day, yes. So we'll find out if there were some missed chances. Uh, or missed opportunities. I see now. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so yeah. I felt like it was a it was a good theme for election day as well as we've had a few missed chances over the course of the last couple of months to record. Yes. Uh shoot. It's the NFL tr- trade deadline today as well. There was probably some missed chances in the NFL for teams to really, you know, that works. Rebuild. Man. Maybe get some draft picks for some players that aren't happy with their situation. There's a lot to talk about, man. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Before we get into that, tell me about what is new with you. Work's been busy, so that's just regular life. I feel like I say that every time. But got my fourth strap on my white belt, dude. Oh, there we go. Old whitey is getting filled up. Nice. Yeah. How many do you get before you advance to... That's it. So the next, if I do get... uh, uh, prom- or promoted or whatever that would we'll be call a it a promotion. Belt. Yeah, blue belt. Blue and, belt. Yep, and then you go four more stripes, and then you go to um your next color, purple. Yeah, blue, purple, brown, black. Gotcha. So it's a little different than Taekwondo. When I was growing up, it was white, yellow, green, orange, or was it white? No, white, yellow, orange, green. Blue, purple, brown, black. They hit every color on the on the rainbow. Just about. Yeah. Except for like, you know. But did they do stripes in between too? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, there were stripes for sure. I think actually when you get to like purple, that's probably one of those like make or break belts. Like you're either gonna really take this to the next level or yeah. this is where you're gonna gas out. Gotcha. If I remember correctly, and again, that was back when I was like under the age of 12. So, yeah, it's quite some time ago. But, but congratulations, dude. That's exciting stuff, man. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm yeah. pumped. What's up with you? What's new with you? Oh, gosh, man. No, not a whole lot. Put the travel trailer to bed for the winter. I got it winterized here this oh, last yeah. week. So, that was good. Uh, as you know, the Spokane area got hit with snow a lot sooner than expected. So, it worked out really well because I called probably well over a month and a half, month and a half ago to schedule like end of October winterization. 
because I knew that the, we were, I was probably going to leave the travel trailer up at the property until third or fourth week. That was kind of my idea. So I brought it back, got it winterized, got it over at a buddy's place sitting on his property, which is kind of nice. So we're saving a little bit of dough. Oh, for sure. That, that's killer. Yeah. So that, so yeah, the travel trailer uh, is put to bed for the winter. When do you break that back out? When do you- uh, I mean, I would love to be able to do some stuff with it like in March, but I think it's okay. just going to be all weather dependent because yeah. you just have to kind of, I mean, because you have to get all the tanks empty, water lines cleared, they blow it out, they put antifreeze through it, you know, in the lines and all that good stuff. I mean, you could start using it, but if like it freezes overnight and it's going to be sitting outside, then you kind of deal with the whole damage yeah the potential like you know stuff getting in the lines freezing yeah so it'll probably be you know mid to late march but most likely closer to april okay i'm being realistic that was kind of a project you know staying home trying to stay healthy getting through the whole like fall uh well we're you know we're in fall but like just this is high sales time for for work so it's it's getting kind of busy with just the uptick of that like businesses making decisions about next year and what they're gonna do and and so and then a lot of like the you know a lot of the businesses like will close like seasonally yep. for the off season so so staying busy with work um you know trying to enjoy the weekends as i can getting some stuff done around the house had a couple tree limbs fall in uh, our, our yard after that little snowstorm because of that wet snow. And then Damn. recently that little windstorm that blew through like last week took one into our neighbor's yard. So I had, Dude. I, had to, I had to reach out to the father-in-law and get the chainsaw over and saw some stuff down and pull it over. I got I to gotta make a dump run and get that taken care of. So, you know, the household stuff that com- comes with being a homeowner, which is... It's not fun stuff, but it's stuff that has to get done. And My kid keeps showing up in the middle of this recording, so if it sounds disjointed, it is. But hey, you know what? It wouldn't be a party without an Isaiah party. Yeah. He is down to party. Down to party. I also went uh, steelheading recently, so that was fun with the guys. Most of it was fun. <laughs> Hooked into one. Never, ever, ever had a fish hit hit a fly or hard or fly lure, whatever you use to fish. I've never had something hit something so hard. It was kind of eye opening. But now I understand. Like, you know, before it was, I was did a lot of dry fly fishing for trout. You know, up on the Coraline River, we were down on the Grand Ronde, on the Washington side of it, and uh, got to float to nice section of the river and camp right by it and Ooh. it was a fun time it was andrew's birthday weekend so nice we were able to indulge like a, a little bit and yeah it was fun it was a good time is covid and uh all that stuff treating you guys right and everybody's safe yeah you know yeah i um i mean i've certainly heard of like people not necessarily well between friends family i've heard of people like you know that have come down with it yeah, that's positive. Um, that's positive, yeah. But then this time of year, you you know, you hear about people getting sick, getting a cold. It's naturally just that time of the year where people get sick, usually. So I think right now what we're dealing with all across the nation and 
the world really is, or at least here and specifically in the United States is, are you, do you just have like a common cold or are you, have you contracted like the coronavirus and are dealing with that? So, but it's, it's interesting to see how much the numbers of, you know, they're talking about how much the numbers have spiked and all really across the country. But yeah, it's, um, we've stayed healthy through it all. Um, or at least I feel like I have, but then again, you know, they say people, some people are just asymptomatic. So yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't know if you're potentially just the carrier or the one that actually, you know, yeah, it's, it's weird. It and has to fight it off. It definitely sounds like for some people that I know that have, have gotten it, it's, uh, it's kicked their ass a little bit. Um, but then I've talked to others who have said, man, it was just, yeah, I was kind of not feeling well and might have like had a few situations where I struggled to breathe or catch my breath or cough, you know, like had a coughing episode. But for the most part, it was the, the biggest part that sucked about it was like quarantining because, you know, no one else in the household had it. And you didn't want to. It's almost like you'd rather have the rest of the household get it, like yeah, your wife yeah, and your kids, that makes right? A lot of just sense. so like you could all just just deal with it and get try to get through it. Yeah, just get on. With but it. like I talked to one individual who was like, "Man, it it just kind of sucked. Like I had to sit in my room. My wife had to bring me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm not really a gamer, so I was bored out of my mind. You know, I watched a lot of sports and ESPN, but that was about it. And he's like, we almost sort of just rather like both had it and dealt with it you know and try yeah. to just shut the house down for a couple of weeks don't leave yeah. yeah so yeah that's good well it sounds okay then how about you guys did you guys all right we haven't really um you know none of us have been i'm waiting for like the the annual colds that i get yeah that i get every year i get sick on halloween so that you know i'm kind of waiting for that but just not Knock showing on up more that it doesn't happen yeah but I've also been taking a lot of like supplements to just kind of naturally boost the immune system to kind of fight like any sort of That's smart. Yeah. I've, of any year this would be the year. Yeah, to do I've been I mean I've been doing that since gosh, really before. I was probably doing it like started in February. I don't know, just got on mm-hmm. a supplement regiment of vitamins and you know just try to stay ahead of it a mm-hmm. little bit. Mhm. So, I think that's probably helped. Oh, for sure it has. For right. sure. Well, shoot. Should we get into it? Let's do it. Kick off this. You want to go with some NFL? Yeah. I mean, it is the uh, trade deadline today, so it was. Yes. it's come and gone at this point. That is. And you were looking. We want to dive right into that right away. Did you notice anything that you've been tracking on trade? There's been some movement, for sure, that I think uh, helps teams or makes teams better. There wasn't, I was kind of surprised to see how little really took shape today on the day the trade deadline. And who knows, you know, that could have a lot. It, I always, it, it's, it's so easy to just blame COVID-19 for a lot of yeah, this. But yeah. at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. Like, hey, we need to get this deal done before someone gets sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where we were like, yeah, maybe we won't trade him because that's just going to, you know. So, yeah, you can't be but with the COVID testing it. situations and how often it is, I mean, right now, what do they say? Um, like the Ravens. Now they have like seven guys that, because Marlon Humphrey, it's Marlon Humphrey? 
anyways, safety or defensive back, the Ravens had a positive COVID test and then seven more, Jeez. I think, on the team did. And they can't return to the facility. I guess the NFL is saying they could potentially play on Sunday, assuming they uh, passed COVID tests for the next five days where like it's like, <laughs> you know. But yeah, just it, we're seeing I, we're seeing a spike in it right here in the middle of the season, and and it's interesting. With I I got to imagine that teams are probably taking that into consideration with the trade deadline, you know. As yeah. Well. So I guess my point is is didn't see a ton of movement today. I think the Dolphins sent Isaiah Ford to the Patriots. I'm not sure that anything else really happened today though yeah there was the chargers the chargers sent desmond king um to tennessee which that's a that's a surprising move desmond king's a that's going to be a nice addition i think for the titans secondary um there titans are definitely a playoff team uh could potentially win the division it's probably between them and the colts right now so that I think helps them, but the Titans didn't really address the um, glaring issue, which is they just they can't get any pressure on, from their front seven, really. Like, yeah, Jadavian Clowney has largely been ineffective. Not worth the cash, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird how that happens too, because he was pretty effective with Seattle. He didn't have a ton yeah. of sacks, but he was so disruptive yes. that it didn't really matter. Like the sack stuff didn't matter because it helped others get to the quarterback. You know, now we've, we've faced issues with, you know, defensive line, as you know, um, as a Seahawks fan, like we've, yep. That's been our we've, bugaboo. We've struggled, but we've also added some stuff there. The addition of Carlos Dunlap for basically a bag of peanuts. Like, you know, we had yep. to send BJ McKinney, offensive lineman, to the to the Bengals for Dunlap, and then I believe it was a sixth round pick. What um, six or seven? People have mentioned seventh round pick. Yeah, that Dunlap is past his like effectiveness. Do you agree with that? I mean, he's been. <sighs> sorry, from... hold this just a little bit. I'm hearing. Okay, sorry. gotcha. Right there. Sorry. sorry um so i don't know that he's necessarily past his i I mean he's past his prime for sure but i don't think that he's going to be ineffective okay uh i think the the issue with maybe what some seahawks fans had was like what he's going to be due you know from a standpoint of like next season what we'll, we'll have to decide like is that I mean, I want to say it's like $11 million. So you, you think about that and go, oh, there's the big difference between $11 million and $18 million, right? And if he's just as effective as what we had, if, you know, not better, then kind of getting a discount. So yeah, yeah. you have to look at the options that are out there that make sense based on the cap space and draft capital that you have as a team. And the Seahawks didn't have a ton of draft capital that, that they could, you know, Fork over, you know. We got rid of Frank Clark a couple seasons ago. We went and got Jadavian Clowney in a trade, and then recently we got the well that same year with Clowney we had the Diggs, and then Adams as well, and Quentin. Dunbar. Well, yeah. So Clowney was last season because he was the Hawks last season, but 
Quandre was halfway through last season. We ended up acquiring him at right around the trade deadline, I believe. And he was he came in and was an immediate factor. Adams and Dunbar were both in this offseason. Okay, right. So we added to the secondary, pretty much controlled, you know, the, the bright spots in the secondary were Shaquille Griffin and Quandre Diggs. McDougal, but we had to, you know, we had to send McDougal in that trade to get Jamal Adams. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the Dunlap move is a good move. It's not I won't call it a great move. Like I'm just absolutely elated about it. But I think between what we have, adding him, we added uh, Damon Harrison as a free agent. Like he signed with us. Right now he's on the practice squad. I think they're kind of working him back into like he's working fitness. back into fitness and game shape. But we're a six and one team, right? And we have arguably what's considered one of the easier schedules on the back half of the season. Yeah, you were mentioning that. And now we're we're kind of starting to get healthy on the defense defensive side and also add players that could really, really help us down the road as far as like the playoff playoffs are concerned and making a run for a Super Bowl. So will we be the de- best defense of in the league at the end of the year? Probably not. Will be will we be one that can stop, you know, opposing offenses? I believe so. Well, and you can see that with like our veterans, like Bobby and all that. When it's time to make a big play, like right, they those third and shorts or those fourth down and and ones, like they're they're making those stops. Right, like, they show up when it right. you really need it. So yeah, they get chewed up for the entire drive. But yeah, that veteran that veteran is show. And it's, yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, as we know too, you know those big stops, like they're so, especially in Seattle, and I'm sure it's like that everywhere else too. But the defense relies so much on the atmosphere of the crowd. Yeah, right. Yeah. To to just you know get loud, get lo- disrupt the offense. It sounds cliche, but get loud, get proud, you know that type of thing. Yeah, and and motivate the defense to like get a big stop. And without fans in the stands right now, or at least in most scenarios, it's it's pretty tough. Right? Yeah, it's pretty tough for defenses to to get amped the way that they have um, in the past. This year has been such an outlier compared to every other NFL season. I mean, the amount of injuries we've seen, the lack of preseason. I don't know that we talked about that the last time, but I've I've seen it more. I've I keep talking about it with friends family it, the preseason matters a ton people don't think yeah. it matters but these guys minds want to go 100 miles an hour but when you don't have a preseason or like half of a training camp like you usually do you just can't get into game shape you know yeah and you don't have you time need, to work and, together and, and, and it's not just that it's like otas like there was like yeah. none of that like it was all probably like and i don't even know if the, they could have player organized practices you know when Um, you see like russ and dk like why they're working so well right now together is because they spent the entire off season together and they probably didn't stop training despite you know the pandemic and so that like antonio brown yeah like him and russ were working out together you know through the through all of that he was i think 
Yeah, that was almost, that was interesting. How landed. we almost landed him, but I, there was an interesting article that I read about how they it was almost reverse psychology. Like they were they played <laughs> they played up their interest in Antonio so much that they actually wanted someone else to make the mistake of signing him to just sort of let that whole thing unravel on somebody else and not them. Which is just that, and that's crazy. interesting because it kind of makes sense. They always have this theme of we want an OKG, our kind of guy. And I don't know that Antonio is yeah. an OKG. Um, maybe he could be, you know, with a little bit of, you know, Russ. I don't know. It's just that, it was, that, that article was very interesting. It was, it was a whole ploy to get somebody else to take the bait. Like, we're just going to play up a ton of interest in this. Because... If you add Antonio Brown to a DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett one two, yeah, y- you arguably become the best receiver core in the NFL. Yeah, people can argue that the Chiefs are still as good, sure, speed wise, but uh, you know between Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, like right. the after that, you still have talent, but the talent is not as good as the other. Sammy Watkins still with the team. Sammy Watkins is still there, still very talented. I just don't know that Sammy's as good as he was. He was meant to be. I mean, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Tyreek Hill and we'll call it Travis Kelsey are kind of, in my opinion, even though you're going tight end or receiver and receiver receiver, I would say that production wise. You're gonna get similar, similar yeah. numbers, right? Yeah. Uh, right now, people might argue that you're gonna get more production out of a DK Metcalf and Tyler Tyler Lockett combination based on these last couple weeks. Right. But after that, if you were to add an Antonio Brown to the mix in Seattle, which that didn't happen, but like just hypothetically had it, uh, Antonio Brown's much better than Sam. Antonio Brown is when they got Mike Evans or sorry I'm I'm tripping up with uh I'm interrupting n- you now, now no you, now you're thinking about Tampa Bay. Yeah. They have arguably the best <laughs> they have arguably the best receiving core now. This with a healthy Chris numbers. Godwin they absolutely have the argu- they they between and not only that they still have Gronk who yeah you can call him old and washed up a little bit. He was catching Inj- injury prone. Got a touchdown last night. If if you can pull up the latest, I I believe that um, what's the latest with Josh Gordon? Oh, I don't know. I've been sitting on him in our dynasty league, hoping that he's supposed to be be active soon. I just want to see something real quick. Tyler Johnson, Antonio Brown, Justin Watson, Cameron Brait, Tanner Hudson, Scotty Miller, Scotty yeah. Miller kid. Scotty, Scotty uh, Miller. He's like the West Welker. Brady's like, I need a Welker type. Find me a Welker. Uh, or an, an Edelman as well. Julian Edelman, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I wanted to see what they're looking like. Yeah. They're, I mean, Tampa. They will, they will be there at the end. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Seattle, Tampa Bay, NFC championship. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Offense versus offense. 
And Tampa's but there's still a, a lot of team. season left. I mean, we have to. Yeah, we can't. We can't. Get too we, we can't get too confident. It's been a great start for Seattle, uh, but they have they have to finish the job, right? Uh, just like every other team. Well, let's look at. Sorry, let's go to their schedule. Or do we want to talk about ours at all? You mentioned it being one of the easier ones. It's one of the easier ones. I, you know, we still have to play Arizona again. I think we beat Arizona when we get them at home. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot that last game against Arizona, but you know that thing. You can't win a game when your quarterback throws three interceptions either. So no, that's true. That's a good point. It was, and I'm never going to put it all on Russ. It's a team sport, but at the same time, Russ was kind of those were questionable. My dad was texting me, and he was just before one of the picks. He goes, and every once in a while, Russ just throws a like, what the f. Yeah, throw. yeah, then, like the one that he threw to Buddha and DK ran him down. Yeah. <laughs> now I mean, we got one of the coolest highlights of a sport ever. Oh yeah, arguably one of the coolest. Like, great effort by both players. Got to give the nod to DK for like just the never quit attitude. Yeah, and being as big as he did, and just ran down a guy that arguably should be able to get to the end zone before DK. Yeah, from a you know. Typical physicality standpoint, we know DK's a freak athlete, so it just it is what it is. It yeah. was it was insane to watch. I think after that, they um there was a Twitter or someone posted something, not even been ESPN, asking for like uh, an official foot race between him and Tyree Kill at the end of the year. Oh, that'd be cool. It was so funny to see how many people were just like Tyree would smoke him. I'm like, you do realize the stride difference here, right? <laughs> yeah, like maybe right off the get go, but like have them run a hundred yards. Yeah, and see we'll who see gets. What yeah, happens. see what see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Hey, I could be totally wrong. I'm, you know, being a little bit of a homer because I'm a Seattle fan. But I think that just like that. That's the kind oh, of stuff they need to stu- do for charity. Exactly. Like they could raise easily a hundred thousand dollars just doing that, putting on yeah. that race. I yeah. Bet. If not more. If not more. Probably more. To be honest with you. I bet you if you said. Pay a buck to watch this live stream, and you especially if they millions. both finish like as top three receivers, or you know, statistically. Yeah, it'd just be cool to see something like that happen. It would be. That's a great idea. Cheers, cheers to whoever cooked that up, and let's figure out a way to make it. Happen. I know, right? I know. I'm gonna grab a beer real quick. Yeah. Tell them to also pipe down. Beer break. Beer break. How's your fantasy league been doing, man? Dude, so first time I've done fantasy in a few years, a couple yeah. years. Yeah, you've been taking some time off. I did. Dude, did it? Did you go to uh, fantasy uh, fantasy footballers anonymous? Is that <laughs> have to go through the twelve step program? And it kind of was that. I mean, I remember why I stopped is because my cousin Jackson in the family league he didn't set his lineup. And I needed one more win to get into the playoffs. And I lost to a guy who had to set his lineup for like five or six games. So I was like, well, Oh, he finally did set it? No, or he, he still didn't set it. And, he, and you lost to him still. Yeah, like he had half his team didn't even play. So I was like, what am I doing here? Why? Yeah. But now I'm having a ton of fun. ton of fun right now. Yeah, the, the leagues that we're, I think we're in every single league. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe are you yours. in the are you in the Warsaw Gentleman League? I'm not in that. One. Okay, so you're in the 
the defensive one, full defense. Yeah, the Dynasty, Dynasty League, Warriors. That, yeah, that Dynasty Warriors. That that one's cool. Fourth and long, or my league. Yeah, yours. Yeah, nice. Which is they're both fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that Dynasty League long term. That's yeah. I mean, you you draft a full offense, a full defense. The points are pretty cool. Like they're outrageous. You score basically everything's you know times ten. Exactly. So exactly. You, you know, instead of scoring like two hundred points a week, you're scoring like twenty thousand between twenty and yeah. thirty thousand, which is pretty cool. It is cool because it just it kind of takes the edge off of like. I don't know. Maybe you already kind of felt that way. I haven't I haven't played for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. it took takes kind of the edge off like the individual so much. And it's more just like I just, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was just playing fantasy football wrong before. Yeah. It, it maybe that's just as simply it. It's also a two quarterback league, which is this is the first two quarterback league. That's super difficult. Yeah. And I needed to probably pay attention to how I drafted a little bit better knowing that but i ended up with jared goff and Derek carr and the last couple weeks have been like the last two weeks have been rough but leading up to that they had both been top 10 quarterbacks on a week-to-week basis from a point standpoint yeah they'll, so, they'll put up numbers yeah them. and that's kind of how i looked at it i'm like i kind i don't necessarily i'm not going to stream this position because in that league you camp i think it's a 14 I think it's a 14 person league Is dynasty it? warriors yeah i think it's yeah, it's either 14. 12 or 14 it's, it's a big a it's a big league so you don't really most teams i know there's a couple teams like maybe steve or andrew don't have like a third quarterback and i'm sure there's going to be some some teams that have weeks where it's like i don't have someone that can fill in this other spot so i just like i'm without these points in this yeah. position which is luckily I have three starting quarterbacks. They're not great. They're two of them are probably I would call good, good but, enough to so get you through can week. Play their matchups. A yeah, I can bit. play their matchups. Kyle Allen's the third one that I have on my roster. Which, you know, he can throw for two hundred and fifty yards and a couple touchdowns, and that's really all I need him to do on a week where he's filling. Yeah, exactly. On on those other guys' bye weeks. So, I'm sitting but, with the. Tom Brady and um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. So you got so, all right. Two, yeah, you got... Took a risk on Tom. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that that's ever a risk, though. We know what we get yeah. with Tom Brady that's every true. year. Yeah, sure, there's going to be a couple games where you have a dud week where it's like, oh, he got me 15 points. But then he, there's going to be the 40-point weeks. The fourth down question. Yeah, know, yeah, exactly. So yeah, you probably. I mean, and I gotta, I gotta imagine that Teddy's gonna be in situations where they're down and gonna have to throw. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you're probably gonna be fine with. In a two quarterback league, I'm I'm really not complaining. Yeah. You know. Do you have a third guy to fill in on those bye weeks? Kind of. I I did, and then he got hurt. I had Drew Locke. Oh, you should have gone and picked him back up, man. No, I I kept him the whole time. Oh well, yeah. You know what he did last week? I did three three touchdowns. He did. I'm pretty sure it was so hard. It would have been so hard to put him in either way. You know. You know who you you know. Don't take fantasy advice from me because I'm often, 
you know, wrong on the weeks I should be right. But <laughs> I believe he has a matchup against the lowly Atlanta Falcons defense this week. Might be time. Might be time to give a nod of consideration. Let uh, Teddy Teddy take a break. Play the play the matchups. Yeah. All right. Play the matchups. I, I, I like that. Thanks for the tip, bro. If you want a good uh, website to go to as well, you can check out the fantasyfootballers.com. Their rankings are usually pretty accurate. Oh, yeah. Those guys can, are great. And you can always do their little start sit. Like, who should I start? Who should I sit here? Yeah. They're Just based on matchup. They play, they, they're pretty good about predicting like projections based on matchup. Yeah. They're, they normally are not. Shout out to the fantasy footballers. They're not going to steer you wrong. They're, and they, they're good guys. Like, I like their podcast a lot. They run a, a clean ship. and um, They're fun to listen to, too. They're fun. One year, I was at Jordan's, and we were watching the Hawks play Arizona. This was years ago. In the Arizona, who's the tight end for Arizona? I can't remember. But he clearly had stick'em on his gloves because he was trying to shake the ball off his hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he finally had to twist it off. But he literally like went to throw it, and he looked down and at it, and he wouldn't come off. And then he twisted it off, and I was like, ah. And I sent that to the fantasy footballs because they're Arizona fans. Yeah, they're huge Cardinal fans. Yeah, yeah. They pretended like you know they did the the meme where like you're like I didn't see anything. <laughs> I think that as much as they're Cardinal fans, I I still the tone of that is we're Cardinal fans. And they're probably a little more excited now that Kyler's there and DeAndre oh, Hopkins yeah. and DeAndre Hopkins. But it was always the tone was always sort of like, mm, <laughs> you guys are gonna let us down again, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, very reserved. Yeah, yeah. They'll believe so, it when they see it. Yeah. And that division, I mean, it's probably it's gonna come down to the Cardinals and Seahawks probably, unless the Rams figure out. But the Rams just lost to Miami. Now, Miami, that's an interesting team as far as not not a good team, but like a team that's kind of getting to that point where, uh, you know, who knows that now that two is starting, maybe there's a little bit of a different, I mean, their defense played well last week. Like they beat the Rams. The Rams have weapons. Yeah. The Rams have a defense that should not, Great that coach. should not lose that game to Miami. It was a road game in Miami. That's always tough. But in theory, the Rams are a better team on paper by far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Better coach. Yeah. Better, yeah, better weapons, like you said. On paper, the Rams should be beating everybody. And, and I, the entire Hollywood and everybody is just so happy that L.A. has a, a team. And then they've got potential to be good. So the narrative is always going to be that, you know, here come the Rams. They're going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. They're well, that's because, to, I uh, mean, and maybe this is where we, this is a good segue into, you know, NBA talk. Yeah. Congrats to the, to the Lakers and, and, the and, and MLB. We've got yes. the loss, the city of Los Angeles has two major championships in a short period of time in oh, a yeah. COVID stricken year. And if they, and if they could get the Rams to follow suit <laughs> or, or the Chargers. Oh, yeah, technically. Yeah. yeah, technically. I mean, no one's ever going to tell you that, oh, yeah, the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're my they're, team. They're, they're my team. The Los Angeles I mean, you know, maybe I heard, maybe some San Diego transplant, transplants that live in L.A. now. 
But you know what I heard from someone who lived in California for um, a long time is that when you're in San Diego, you're, it's it's a army or a military area, so all the fans there are for the op or for the visiting teams. They're not Charger fans even though they're in the oh area. because of the population like how yes. big the population yes. is of like the military like that neighbor so it's like that Na- that yeah. franchise was doomed to like no wonder they sold to la and they left yeah i've i've heard too though that like they could be back in san diego as soon as like not next year but the fall are you kidding me yeah i mean it's who knows it's you hear those rumors and you're just sort of like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's but based on like the um, attendance that they were getting, and now they're not getting any attendance because of COVID. But yeah. the attendance that they got last year was like the league worst, if I right. remember correctly. It was one of the worst because there's just no no one wants to drive up from San Diego to L.A. for on a Sunday when you got to work the next day. If you are a Chargers fan. In LA, you probably lived in San Diego at one point and are just like, oh, they're here now. So now I can go to the Why games. not? Why yeah. not? You know, I don't know if this has anything to do with it because it's a completely separate sport, but the Padres are getting better. So maybe that sort of like resurgence of some sport in San Diego will spike. Like, yeah, we got to get our Chargers back. I think the city of San Diego is devastated, or at least the fans were. That were true Chargers fans for so long Think when they so. when they left, yeah. Um, but who knows? It's, it's all business, it's all baby. speculation, and it's there's a lot of business stuff involved too. So, I mean, I didn't ever think that the Raiders would end up in Vegas, but you know. right or you know, the, it's everywhere. It happens everywhere. Yeah, it's just part of the. A couple of seasons ago, I think the Jaguars were not far from being the team that moved out to L.A. Oh, oh wow, yeah. So. Remember in basketball in the beginning when he's going through all the sports and he's <laughs> Minnesota Lakers moved to Los Angeles where there are no lakes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. About... I do remember this. Okay. Yeah, that, that's funny you mentioned that. Um, I'm trying to think of like I don't know the Chicago Bulls. Like, are there a lot of like cows in Chicago? Right, or, huh. like steers. Right. You know? When the jazz, that was the other one. The jazz moved to Utah where they don't allow music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's. That's some 90s prob- comedy probably, for you. Probably, yeah, pretty, pretty accurate. Speaking of comedy, did you watch SNL? Uh, no, who was, who was on it? Mulaney? What is his last name? Or the comic. But there was a skit, um, you know, like the weekly news the yeah. update that they always do. Yeah. Well, there was a, for their Halloween edition, Baby Yoda made an appearance. Oh, God. And it was hilarious, dude. You got to watch this. John skit. Mulaney? John Mulaney, yeah. He was the host. Um, Did a pretty good job. The Strokes were the- uh, Ooh, nice. Were the uh, musical guests, yeah. Nice. But, uh, yeah, the, the skit with Michael Che, the weekly news update with Michael Che and Baby Yoda was- Top notch, dude. So funny. Yeah. Um, have have you, have you, are you, did you watch The Mandalorian last year? Uh, so funny you mentioned that. 
That's one of the things I've been up to as well. Oh, nice. I recently just got caught up with Mandalorian. I hadn't watched it until about two weeks ago. Rallied through the first series, so I was ready for the debut last Friday. Yep. Watched uh, Saturday, probably right around midday, first season of episode two. Loved it. Nice. Did you notice it was 54 minutes instead of 34 or 24? Oh, so we're getting a full hour episode? I don't know. We'll Maybe have to find out <laughs> because here's the thing. And I bring that up because I was told, Hey, look, you're going to love this series. Here's what my good buddy, Brad said, Hey, this is what's great about it. It's only 30 minutes. Yeah. The episodes are only 30 minutes. So it's like, perfect. You don't lose yourself because you know, a lot of those star Wars movies are really long. Yeah. Yeah. So like an hour long episode of that, Eight of them. I'd still love it either way. I can watch that stuff, you know, day and night. But I think Favreau did a really good job pulling people in with those 30-minute episodes. So it'd be interesting to see if, oh, we want more of it. Oh, we want more of it. So make them hour-long episodes. And by popular demand, they just said, oh, well, we got enough content here. We can make hour-long episodes. Yeah. It's to see, see if they still like it just as much or if it's, I mean, did, how did you like it? Did you feel like it was, to, to me, it feels like it's kind of the Star Wars vibe we've been missing. Oh, for sure. In a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it. And I keep telling my wife, I think she would too. She seems to disagree because she's not really into like anything sci-fi, sci-fi. or like aliens or like, oh, I shot him with my blaster. Cool. <laughs> um, but you know what? One of her friends was over over the weekend and this is another thing i'll tell you about in a quick second but one of her friends came over and we were just hanging out we made food i i bought a blackstone grill by the way that's oh, a totally cool. different story but those flat top grills are f-ing badass anybody listening to this go buy one now <laughs> um blackstone grills she we, they, we were talking about it and i explained that i'd been watching the mandalorian and her friend goes Carly, I think you would actually really like it. I am not into that either, but I really, really enjoyed this series. And I, I looked at my wife. I'm like, see, I told you. Like, it's not, I'm not just making this up. Like, it's a, anybody can like this. You do not have to be a Star Wars fan or a sci fi yeah, fan to really like it's it. It's not over. You can the follow top. the storyline of what it is. The side note here was we started watching this uh, series called Seduced. It's about Nexium. Do you know about Nexium? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, basically a cult. Uh. Um, so it's the story of this. You really have to do your like due diligence of just watching this docu series. Believe it's on Stars. Um, but you could probably find it online. But it's called Seduced. It's really good and pretty interesting. Very interesting. That's cool. And kind of scary at the same time. Yeah. Anything like that. We're from what I am gleaning from what you're talking about, it's it's pretty heavy on the yeah on the inhumaneness of humanity. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it, dude. So back to the NBA real quick. Okay. So we have the we have the Los Angeles Lakers winning a a title in honor of Mamba. Yep. So I'm hearing already that there is like a group of 
and it could be who knows maybe it's the majority of the league but the like the league is trying to push the start date of the season to Martin Luther King Day I believe the late January uh, yeah like the 16th or something mid, like yeah, that mid mid January which originally I'm guessing it wasn't slated to start until December anyways right yeah I think yeah um there's a big to do about you know LeBron ain't going to play if it's in December or something like that. right, right, yeah. But they there were like no names dropped on like who is who's this who are these players that are saying hey like we're gonna boycott if or we're just gonna choose not to play if it, the NBA doesn't honor our request. I did hear something along the lines of it's like the difference between like if the league postpones play that long, it's the difference of. Yeah, um is it 250 million or is it it couldn't be just 250 I think it was 000. closer to half a billion. Half a if, billion? If not even upwards of a billion, but I could be exaggerating that. On just a month's difference and when they start. Well, yeah, and I think the Christmas um, you know, all the holiday games and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the advertising involved. Yeah, I guess I could yeah. Yeah. I could you see know, that. You know, LeBron's supposed to be playing on Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. So twenty Jan, December twenty second or January eighteenth to be decided to be decided soon. Those are the the two dates. So it's basically yeah. two days before Christmas, three days before Christmas, or they wait until a month later. A month later. Okay. Yeah, like three weeks. A little yeah, closer to. Interesting. Hmm. What do you think about all that? I, you know, it's kind of tough because, you know, how much later did they did they run this latest season? A couple months, right? At right. least past everything, and yeah, it was a trimmed down season and all of that. But would they still I, it's so still, hard from the business side of things? They would still play an eighty-two game schedule plus the playoffs, correct? So they're just gonna shift the whole season. This, they're just going to do a, a whole shift now, and that's just NBA season is this from now on. So we talked about this a few or earlier in the year yeah. when COVID hit, and I said, wouldn't it be crazy to think, like, traditionally, the only thing we're ever watching in July is baseball. Yep. What if this changed the shape of sports forever in that, oh, now... I could be barbecuing with my buddies in, in July watching the NBA Finals. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And baseball. And, and baseball. And, and who knows? Because I, I, I did a little bit of research, too, on the NHL situation. And they were scheduled to start December 1st. But that has now been moved to January 1st with the intention of still playing the same full season as they did before. Okay. So they're kind of following the same suit as the NBA, I'm sure a lot of this has to do with maybe the COVID spike stuff too. Like, hey, let's maybe try to get through the holiday months, get, yeah, you know, just get through have it. players largely be unaffected by this, or if they do contract it, have the opportunity to get through quarantine, get to a point where we're healthy. Um, so yeah, it, interesting stuff. 
yeah, interesting that, yeah, stuff. You're saying the whole landscape. What if what if now all of a sudden our entire year is completely different? We're in July. You've got International Fight Week. Right. You've got NBA playoffs. You've got MLB going crazy. And right. you've got NHL. Right. It's, why not? Yeah. Why not? I think that's exciting. I think it's fun. I think, you know, if you need, you want to get new fans and you want to get, you know, sometimes disruptive things are necessary for your business to to uh, innovate and, and change their direction. Totally. And I'm not saying like a pandemic is uh, to the NBA's benefit. I'm just, right. just no. saying like your response to this pandemic might be that disruptor. You know? Right. And that yeah. could kick things. Um. I had a note about the NBA. We'll just shift gears. I think we talked enough about football. Is that cool? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. The for the record, I felt like we had already shifted. So you're, oh, okay. the, one, you're the one failing there, man. You're right. That, that is true. <laughs> I make a note here that Trevor's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, asshole of the week, Trevor Shar. Yeah, the asshole move. That's why I want to get a sound bites or whatever, and I'll plug my computer into the little connector there. And then just have little sound effects. So you can mute me whenever you want. Well, I could already do that now, but I could, like, yeah, we could. Like, or have this little, like, I envision from a, like, a sound standpoint, a little leprechaun that jumps out and is like, hey, f- exactly, yeah, Trevor. Exactly, dude. Like, when I'm, when I'm, ra- I'll wrap it up noise. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Nice. And, and yeah. My, my question is to you. What reason does a casual fan of the NBA have to watch the regular season at this rate? And I say that because, and I and I have to admit this that I was all over the Clippers and everything, but they got straight up wound in the playoffs this mm-hmm. year. Denver mm-hmm. bumped them, and they had a mm-hmm. two-game lead or three-game mm-hmm. lead, mm-hmm. big lead. And you know what does that what does that show a casual fan like? Who cares how the Clippers did all all regular season when it came time to to nut up? You know, um, did another Murray Jamal Murray and Djokovic mm-hmm. toughed them out. Yep, they out. But they, they were a good team too. Yeah, throughout the year, the Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid, sure. solid team throughout the year. Like I don't think anyone expected them to be where they were at. Um. Largely because they don't have the same probably depth like the Clippers do, but maybe uh, clearly they did because they outlast. I think that we would have to go through one more season like that okay. in in the bubble, okay per se. For us to really gain an understanding of, like, for for like the casual fan, like, why do I, why would I want to watch the regular season? I, it's tough, right? I'll be honest with you. As more, uh, like, I tune into the NBA mostly in the finals, like leading up to the finals. I'll follow like a lot of the Golden State stuff just because of Clay Thompson and being a Coog. Yep. You know, naturally, <clears throat> that's. That's the most of what my interest lies with with the NBA. It's sad, but it's just. But kinda... that's probably pretty common too. Yeah, I, I, to your point, it could be. Uh, there are 
But then there, there are fans who are just loyalists, right? So they're going to be interested in everything that's going on with their team, right? So story franchises like the Lakers, like the Celtics, in most more recent years, the Warriors. Obviously, the casual fan of the Warriors right now is probably just like, ah, screw it. They're all hurt. They'll be back next year. They'll be fine. And they have Andrew Wiggins now, too. So, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think you have to have kind of like another start to the season to understand how it's going to be played. I'd be curious to know. I got to imagine with NFL teams playing in their own facilities now that like the NBA will move to move back to playing in their own facilities for at least the first half of the season prior to the All-Star break. If there is even an All-Star break, who knows? They might not have an All-Star game this year. I got to imagine that for the first half of it, they're going to play it with out fans. Maybe they'll work their way into like slowly letting a certain amount of fans in, but I just start like season ticket holders and stuff. Yeah, I think, and again, for the casual fan, the bubble was so interesting. It was so different. I think that that there's a lure to that a little bit for the casual fan. Like, oh, none of these guys get to play at home except for the Orlando fucking Magic. You know, like that. That's to me. That's a little interesting. It's like, okay, who who are the mentally tough teams here? Yep. Who who can for sure? The Lakers went clear across the country, you know, the furthest time zone away, and got it done. Yeah. Granted, I don't know how. Yeah, those guys adjust to time zones probably pretty easy. They've been doing it their entire career. But like a guy like LeBron James is probably like. "Eh." Played in Miami for however many years. Yeah, used to this eastern East Coast time zone. Yeah, yeah, it's really not. It's a, a lot of this is on me if we get this done or not. Anyways, you know. <laughs> so, but I, I, I see a little bit of lore to that idea that oh, this is kind of interesting. It's like a tournament. It's like the NCAA tournament, kind of like yeah, you got these teams it that are all really in one. Is. And that's even not really a fair comparison because you got the tournament all over the country, right? But yeah, with hubs, you had all these teams in one place. A lot of them having to travel across the country to play, and it becomes more of the how mentally tough are you and prepared are you for the fact that you're going to have to play all these games in a time zone that you're not used to always playing it. No surprise that the the vets, the wily vets. But Miami, did you watch much of the finals? Uh, a not little much. bit, not yeah. not a ton. Yeah, it was it was just a bummer. Me and Joseph were watching the first game, and, and I watched the game where like Jimmy. I, I know I, well, I watched a few games, but the game where Jimmy kind of rolled his ankle, and I was like, that, oh. that was game one. That and that was that game one. I thought it was game two, but I thought it was one where uh, it was I, one or two because it was early in the series, and I remember texting a buddy that's a, a Lakers fan. And I was like, that sucks for Jimmy if he's done for the series, you know. That'll just that's because Bam and Dragon or Drogon. What am I trying to say? Who's the European dude? 
on Miami. Anyways. Dragic? Dragic, yeah. Is that it? I think Goran, so. Goran, Goran Dragic? I think so. Both those guys just go out game one or two. Yeah. And then Jimmy's also twists an ankle. He so came back in that game. But I remember, did, but I, I mean, I remember thinking to myself, man, that didn't look good. And, you know, hopefully it's not. I'd like to see that. I'd, I'd like to see the Heat get back with the healthy. That'd be cool to see that series again. How good do you think Brooklyn's going to be next year? <sighs> I hope pretty good, but I'm starting to kind of lose faith in my man Kyrie, dude. Yeah. Well, now I'm wondering if it was all just LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm just joking. Uh, Kyrie balled out in that in those series. Uh, when he was on the court. Yeah. Yeah, if he could make it there without being hurt. I, you know, I don't know. I kind of have this weird feeling like maybe KD, like, somehow finds a way to, like, get out of it. Yeah. Like leave already yeah. before it even starts. Yeah, I don't interesting. Know. I don't interesting know why. theory. I just, just random ass. I have nothing to back that up. Maybe hmm. he can't. Maybe that's part of the contract. Is like you don't. You literally, we're gonna let you take a year off, but you don't get to go anywhere else after that. You're playing for us year two. Oh, like one of those no competes. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. But I I think they're gonna be pretty good, man. If KD's back and feeling good, I I listen to you know those detail shows on ESPN where you have like Daniel Cormier breaking down Israel. Oh yeah, Otter. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was KD breaking down LeBron and AD in the final. Oh, nice. And it was um you should watch it. it was, anybody who's listening right now should watch it. It was so cool listening to KD explain the game. And he stops and highlights the players and explains the what's happening everywhere, and you get so much insight. If Katie wasn't already one of my favorite players, I think he's he's gonna be my favorite now. Like he's yeah. just listening to him break it down. It's it's pretty sweet. Gave a lot of respect where you know all over there. Just just a professional dude. Yeah. So, and I think he's kind of funny. He um. He was on Serge Ibaka's My Fuzzy Chef show. Okay. I might have said this on the podcast before, but it was right after um, KD left the Warriors. And he was going to, and it was the beginning of this most recent season. And Serge wanted, he always cooked something weird and he was cooking snake for this one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so he, he goes, because a snake doesn't eat snake. And so. Oh boy! At the end, Katie ended up eating the snake. So, if he eats the snake, he's not a snake. <laughs> That's what. No, I think I think Boston might throw quite a bit of funk into the Eastern Conference, or excuse me, Brooklyn. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. I also think the return of like a healthy Golden State Warriors team is going to be crazy for the West. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely mix things up. So many good teams in the West. Dude, the East had a good showing though this year. Like I oh, was, was pleasantly much... surprised. Yeah. There's still some talent out there. There's you know, Toronto's still solid. Obviously the Heat are solid. Yep. The Celtics are solid. Celtics is great. Brooklyn will add, you know. Yeah. Assuming right that doesn't there. like blow up somehow. But yeah. You know. 
Do you want to mention the NHL stuff? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Tampa Bay Lightning and our Spokane Valley's own Tyler Johnson. Congratulate the Tampa Bay Lightning on their Stanley Cup championship. Got a homegrown kid that won another Stanley Cup. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No matter, even if you don't, I don't know who the kid or never met him, but yeah. just the fact just that a he's local, a Just a local guy. kid. He's, yeah. uh, I think he's closer to my sister's age, but he product of Central Valley High School. That's it's pretty. Good. That's all pretty cool. All, everyone involved. All yeah, around. yeah. So shout out to Tampa Bay, and we kind of already mentioned it, but it sounds like the NHL restart is kind of on the same timeline as the NBA. Yeah, yep. Uh, naturally, with it being like a winter sport, so we'll see how that takes shape. You want to close this out with some MMA? Yeah, some let's uh, let's let's talk a little mama. Mama, we been it we. There's been so much that's happened since we last talked. I mean, we could recap so much, but I think the you know, the the recapping two fifty five is probably most important because we fifty four yeah or two fifty four excuse me two fifty four saw the um greatest uh, pound for pound probably fighter of all time go out on top and hang and hang it up or at least we think he's hung it up in Habib Nurmagomedov. When, how cool is that? He goes, UFC, I just need you one thing. You put me on number pound one. For pound for pound. pound. <laughs> I loved how John Jones, well, I didn't love it. I, I, I say that like tongue in cheek, that John Jones immediately hopped on Twitter and was trying to take his like, you know, ride off into the sunset away from him. I, I just felt that I was kind of classless, but whatever. I mean, well, I, that's why John always feels so slimy. It's yeah. because of stuff like that. That's why it's so hard to like, back him you know i yeah I, yeah i get it he's still i mean he has a very good point like his point is solid like if you look at it from a statistical standpoint his point is solid to your point though doing it in the fashion that he did shortly after not okay had he done it after like had he not said anything and then said something after the rankings were changed, the pound-for-pound pound rankings were changed, I could see how that would look a little better on paper. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I do. The where he's like, you know what? Props to Habib, but here's our, here are the stats and the facts. But the way that he went about it and the fashion that he went about it, he immediately was like, no, 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 no. Listen up. I'm the greatest of all time. Yeah, he's greatest just, pound for pound. The greatest don't need that validation. Totally. You know what I totally. mean? Totally. They're not yeah. worried about it. And and I know there was a lot of people on Twitter that were vocal about it, or all the social media sites really, but especially on Twitter that were vocal about like, yeah, John doesn't deserve to be like take you know, have that taken away from him. You know, hats off to a B for an incredible career, but I just like treat I, it with some respect. Yeah, I think it's like, hey, look, if the UFC wants to change their pound for pound rankings, they have every right to do that whenever they want to do that. If tomorrow they said, hey, neither one of these guys are pound for pound anymore, and they could f- figure out how to justify it for me, then fine. At the end of the day, it's just a title. It is just a title. Do we have a pound for pound actual championship belt? Do we put Habib Namargamadov against John Jones? No, we don't do that. Like, yeah. So who so, cares? So who fucking cares? Yeah. You know, like your pound for pound, like award is the belt you've already earned. Correct. Like you're you're in your general vicinity of weight. Right. You're the pound for pound guy. 
like right that's you so it is goofy like yeah like you know mighty mouse was number one pound for pound forever yeah he weighed a he weighs in at 125 pounds, pounds. yeah like you ask 80 percent of dudes on the in the planet mm-hmm. whether they know that they have good martial arts or not who cares like they will think that they could if they're heavier than a 125 pound guy they're gonna think they're gonna beat him so right what does and uh, and and most like in most situations i I think we asked ourselves and i'm just throwing out names right here but if mighty mouse johnson and robert whitaker fought we know who's winning that fight right your arms don't reach him when you try to punch. Go ahead and try to take me down. Hammer fist, hammer fist. Oh, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> or just like, you can't even, couldn't even take him down. You couldn't even it, try. Exactly. He's just, he's physically not long enough to do it. So like, right. that's where the discussion stopped. And it's like weird, weird for people to get all worked up about. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. like who would win in a fight? Like, it's, you know, this or that. Like, yeah. It, Were you like, surprised? I think, well, we watched the fight together, but, were you surprised at Justin Gaethje's performance? I was with the, like, you know, how much it was built up before that for, like, yeah. he's the Khabib killer. Yeah. And, you know, and I was, you know, like, should I pick Justin Gaethje's? Like, oh, dang, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is getting, you know, yeah. scary. But then, you know, Joseph had a good point. Like, maybe it was an adrenaline dump. Yeah. Um, Could have been. It's hard for me to swallow that. And this is maybe not the best argument because anybody can go through like an adrenaline dump, but he trains at one of the highest points of America, right? Denver, Colorado, mile high, right? So naturally, you would think from a gassing out, because we did see that like there was some very wild, wild punches thrown in that first round that were like, dude, he's gassed already. Yeah, we didn't see this against Tony at all. What happened? I also started to think, well, maybe it's Abu Dhabi. You know, may yeah. maybe it's the the time difference, the flying across the world, flying across the world. Like you know, maybe that's what this is. Um, but it was bizarre. It was very bizarre. It was it, and. and yeah, could have like, been the butterflies a little bit, the adrenaline pump, dump, whatever you want to call it. But with it was within the first round. Oh right? yeah, it like, was the round it, one. We're like, is this over? Yeah, I, I, it was the first round because I picked. I remember for my picks, it was Gaethje submission second round, and I got the round wrong, but I got submission right, and I didn't get Gaethje. I kind of hedged my bets. It's like ah. I get Gaethje, I think I'll get a lot of points because I don't know how many people are actually going to take Yeah. And then I was like, well, Habib said he was going to submit him. I kind of believe him, you know? And then he stopped him. <laughs> and then how about the whole, like, uh, I didn't want to break his arm. Wait, is that why he switched? Uh... He, swi- he switched it to a tri- what, triangle. Yeah, was, was it a triangle? It was, he was going for the arm bar, then he switched it into a because triangle, I think. Because Justin all week said that he wouldn't tap. Yeah. And Habib told, according, according to how it goes, he told DC after the fight, and then DC reported on this later to Ariel on, the, in a, gotcha. on Ariel's podcast, that uh, he didn't want 
to hurt him in front of his parents. Wow. He was like, he was thinking about that. And so what's wild about that is like you switch from an arm bar to, I believe it was a triangle. Yeah, right? triangle, yeah. Um, thinking about that in the midst of it, I mean, like, that's pretty incredible. If I don't find Habib to be a guy that lies about shit. Yeah, he doesn't, naturally he, he doesn't, doesn't come off to me. To, he doesn't have a reason to. Right. Right. Yeah. He doesn't need the validation. Right. Exactly. So if that is true, true, that's pretty f- cool. Especially like because he, he said, I, you know, I Justin had been saying all week, like if he tries to submit me or gets me an armor, I'm not gonna tap. And he was sort of like, well, dude, I don't really want to break your f-ing arm. So and he had a smooth transition. Smooth transition, dude. That was, I mean, that was locked up quick. Dude. Yeah, got locked up quick. Yeah, so it was sick. It'll it was, be interesting to see where uh, where we go from there in the lightweight division. I gotta believe that it's gonna so it's gonna be Connor and Poirier for Poirier maybe the interim in January. Hope hopefully will that be the interim? I hope so. And then Gaethje will probably have to figure out like who he gets of those two after that. I'll be interested to see if they make him go and fight like four or five guys. Like now. a Dan Hooker or something like that. Dude, maybe. I mean, I don't really have the, the Hooker Poirier fight. Like, I don't really have, I didn't have, it was, I beat the hell out of each other, but I didn't really have that any of those rounds for Hooker except, except for maybe one. Yeah, the one or two, maybe. Yeah, the okay, yeah, cuz yeah, first one. Yeah. Yeah. But Dustin fought well in that fight. He's such a just like a, a veteran in there. A fighter. Oh, it's just crazy. A, he just makes You can't not like root for the guy. He's just no, so awesome. Exactly. And it's the same with Justin Gaethje too, like Yeah. The way that Justin popped up afterwards and thanked Habib and was just like, you know, he knew he would be back. He's just he's Those guys are just good dudes. Like it's fun to watch. I'm excited about that division. It'll be interesting to see how like Connor makes his return to that, and then who knows? Like, there's got to be like, I'm sure Nate Diaz is gonna maybe get back in the mix of that. I don't know if he'll fight at 55 or 70, because I'm sure Masvidal and him will probably, yep, throw down, yep, again, right? McGregor and his clout or his clout stealing. Yeah. Like um like 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 John Jones? Well, kinda like he did it with Adesanya a bunch. Don't need to hide you while you're trying to report. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. But he like I've noticed every time or you know, the last couple of times Adesanya's been getting ready to do his thing, McGregor's kinda like Attaching his name to his, like go, you know, he's he's giving him props, you know, he's being positive, but he's like, it's almost like he's a little worried that this new flashy guy is gonna is gonna replace the flashy McGregor trait, you know? Oh yeah, I could totally see that. But I I honestly think that that's why there's always been this back and forth between Izzy and John. Mm-hmm. I see, yeah, no, see your note here. Yeah. No one, no one want. Oh, that's Izzy Yan, not John. Oh yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Because uh, he's going up to lightweight to fight Yan, right? Which is bonkers. Let's talk about that. <laughs> John Jones, right? Let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. 
Do you think that that's a good idea for Adesanya? Uh, yeah. He looks big in the middleweight. Like, he's tall. He's a big dude, right? Dude, from a technical standpoint, don't get me wrong. And I, I shouldn't be saying this or doing this because I went back after that Jan... Uh, Reyes. Reyes fight, and I looked at Jan's, you know, sh- I was researching Sherdog, and I'm like, man, the body of work here is just insane. Like, do you know he, the guys that he's lost to are dope fighters, right. and the guy that he, and the guys that he's KO'd are dope fighters. So, to interrupt you real quick though, do you know he's only been favored in like the last a dozen fights? one or two times i believe it he's always the underdog i'm sure i'm yeah. sure of it he hasn't got the the credit that he deserves right and because after that reyes fight he was like john jones come fight you know like so yeah right and away. john's not gonna do that right he's gonna sit at heavyweight he's gonna try to maybe go mix it up with Miochit so he can be like oh i was it light heavyweight no i'm heavyweight mixing it up do what DC did after, Ex- even though he should have done it before him. Exactly. Exactly. I think it is a good idea for Izzy, especially as technical as he is. Mm-hmm. A little more weight on him, too. Yeah, yeah. You no know? cut. No cut. Um, I think that Jan struggles with the fastness. And Jan, I'm sure, you know, he can... He's, he does well with, like, his kicks, but we're talking about, like, the quickness of how Izzy snaps those kicks. Like, I think he's going to break down those legs of Jan, or could potentially. But again, I say that knowing that Jan always surprises us. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it shouldn't be called a surprise anymore. Maybe, like, to your point, it could be a very dangerous fight for Izzy. You yeah. know what I mean? If yeah. he get, I mean... I just, I, the speed thing is the, the, for Jan is the thing that worries me. You know, the, 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 the difference between fight. speed at 205 and 185 is a lot. And it's a lot, a lot with Israel Adesanya. Yeah, when you've got somebody like that who can throw a dozen kicks from each side right. that he's standing on. Right. If Robert Whitaker were taller, I'd love to see him fight Jan. Yeah, yeah. From a power standpoint, like I think those guys, if if Robert was taller, like that would just be an awesome, awesome one. To fight. And and I say that knowing that Izzy and Robert have fought, and you know, Izzy pretty much controlled a lot of that fight with Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had he had a little bit of wild. You know, counter striking yeah, in yeah. how he caught him a couple times, but you know, that's the that's the name of the game. I mean, that's how Jan Blaschewicz has got some of his losses. Uh, Tiago Santos, I think, was one of them. Right, he catches. Who is, every- by the way, fighting uh, this yeah. weekend? Glover Teixeira. Yeah, that'll be a fun one to watch. Yeah, that'll be a great one. <clears throat> Cougar football starts this weekend too. We can't forget about that. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, man. After some Pac reason, I twelve football Pac-12 wasn't gonna do it. No, man, seven game season. Assuming they get through it all, <laughs> right? It's uh, Mary Scott's uh sneaky way of saying, "Oh, well, we got this Pac twelve season, so you got to recognize us as a potential college football playoff scenario." 
oh yeah, since we only played seven games and all these other play other teams played ten or eleven. Real fucking cool, man. Way yeah, to make us nice look like move. the laughing stock of college football. Yeah. Sneaky like it's slimy. Yeah, yeah. It's totally slimy. It's exactly what it is. He kinda he kinda looks like a bad guy in a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. With, with his eyebrows and he's always raising one and dropping the other and like the two tone beard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. All right, last thing, Trev, and I'll let you go home to your to your lovely your lovely wife. Okay. No retirement for Spider Silva. Yeah, man. Did you see or have you heard about all this? I I just so, I watched the fights. Uh, this so he, you know, they going into it, it, it was dec- like they basically said, or it was understood that it was his last fight. But then he sort of kind of like shrugged it off in the like post interview saying like, I don't know. I have to go back home and see if like this. And then Dana, I think Dana's the one that's pissed off about it the most. Yeah. Dana's saying, Shit. Sorry. you're good. Dana's the, Dana's the one that's saying like, I shouldn't have even let him have this fight. Yeah. He, he, you're right. He did seem pissed. Yeah. And, and then, himself. and so I think he, that either there was a miscommunication or Anderson, I wouldn't be surprised if Bellator is like offering him an opportunity to like yeah. go, go over there and make a little bit of money and Leoto Machida's over there. You go fight yeah. him right away. Yeah. Musasi beat him to Musasi. Why not? Oh man, Musasi. Dude, did you see what Musasi just did? Yeah, to our guy Liam. I know, bro. We... Granted, he had to go up a weight class. So what have yeah. we seen what happened? What happened to Max Holloway when we went up to fight yeah, DP, dude? I was just yep, you're right. So it, Never, it, it's a power thing. Yeah. It's a power thing. It can be a power thing. You fight smart. You got a little more power to you. You're at that weight class naturally. Yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting. Look, the the Silva stuff interests me a little bit. Like it's kind of either there's some sort of miscommunication, or maybe he just got like his head knocked around a little bit yeah. that night, and he wasn't yeah. in his it's right had, element like, a last, to say like last second yeah. idea. But it seemed like Dana was kind of a little disappointed with the, you know, the potential of there being another fight because it doesn't sound like Dana's gonna. Yeah, not not in the UFC. That's for sure. He's been one in seven in his last eight performances. Dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, well, when was the last time he won? I gotta look that up. It's great. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, it doesn't. Seem- it doesn't seem like it, right? Oh, uh, yeah, he beat Derek Brunson with decision, but I remember that. How long ago? That was February 2017. He didn't even really win that one. I bet you if most folks watched that fight, Brunson like annihilated him on the strike count. Really? So I didn't watch that fight. I'd have to. Go, I wonder if it's the in the ESPN Plus archives. Um, oh, that'd be. It might be. That'd be a good one to watch. Did you see, like, did you even get that one yeah. out of the last seven? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the last win was Stefan Bonner. Before that, Chael Sonnen. Those are 2012. Yeesh. Yikes. Yeah, decade, dude. He looked big, too. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. 
I like. I almost kind of wonder. Did you even make make weight? Right. I I, I kind of I kept I kept thinking to myself, man, dude, he looks on the heavier side that I've ever seen him. And maybe that's part of the reason Danny was so pissed. He was like, this guy didn't even make weight. Yeah. And then he just goes out there and gets the night. But like out of respect for him, they didn't even say anything. And yeah. Uriah wouldn't have said anything either. He would have just been like, oh, screw it, dude. Yeah. Like this is like this is an honor fight. I've wanted this fight. We've wanted yeah. this fight. Like they does more for Uriah than yeah. Than any yeah totally totally all right last thing then tyson yeah did big fight coming up roy jones jr mike tyson thanksgiving weekend november 28th oh. jake paul is also fighting nate rob <laughs> nate nate robinson in his debut boxing match will be on that card as well so something to look forward to um, Another homegrown guy in the old state of Washington. Yeah. If you yeah. didn't know that already. Yeah. Yeah. Homegrown guy. Hopefully in his debut, he'll get the W. Dude, it's like he's that guy who can win a dunk contest. Yeah. Who can, I think he blocked LeBron, you know, once. Oh, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure. I believe he, it. He um, tried out for the Seahawks a few years ago. Oh, yeah. That's right. You know, he. I just, totally forget. Now just a natural athlete. Just a killer, dude. And now he's like, everywhere. yeah, I'm going to beat this guy up. Yeah, now he's going to go shut this YouTuber up. And I, <laughs> and I could not, like, once you told me that tonight, I was like, well, now now I will for sure tune in to a Paul fight. <laughs> like, that's the only yeah, way yeah. I'm going to make sure I, I see that. I get it. So we should have some fun with that night. We should yeah. freaking get the boys. 255's coming up, too. Figueredo and, um, yes. right? And, and, and Perez, Perez, is, is that what it is? Yeah, that's coming Cody up. Garbrandt fell out. Um, what was? Are they saying that Usman and Burns is going to happen before the end of the year too? Is that two fifty six? I think that's two fifty six, which is December twelfth or nineteenth, something like that. Yeah, mid to late December. And Valentina, I think, is fighting on that card as well. Probably, that's probably right. Valentina uh, Shevchenko. No, I don't want. So definitely some some exciting fights to to look forward to that are coming. Shevchenko's up. fighting on this card in two fifty five. Davis and Fierro. Oh yeah, yeah, Figueredo. she's fighting. Okay, she's fighting on this upcoming part, and she's fighting Jennifer Maya. Yes. Is that Damien's daughter or wife? Could be a cousin too, I suppose. I don't know. It's not telling me. Do you have any bold predictions for? For, MMA, 2021. for 2021, yeah. I bet you now that Khabib is fully out of the picture, Connor's magically much more active. That's not a bold prediction. I'm just always throwing shade on Connor McGregor. <laughs> bold prediction for MMA. Um, Max Holloway returns to championship. Yeah, to, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one for sure. We could say Israel Asanya is the light heavyweight champ. Champ champ. Champ, champ, yeah, could be champ, champ, champ. champ. See another champ, champ, yeah. That's. I think I'll go with that one. I think I'll. I'll think I'll hop on the train, dude, and be an Adesanya guy. Okay. If Tiago wins this weekend against Glover Teixeira, I would have to believe that after Izzy fights Jan, that's the fight, right? Yeah, I think so because the last fight for. Tiago. Marietta, yeah, is 
John Jones. And when a lot of people thought there was rounds that he won, even with that blown leg. I, I was one of those people where if, if he was fully healthy, I think John was had, had a big task those big last task. couple rounds. Because he's just too tough, man. You mm-hmm. know, John might have been able to pick him apart pretty good, but I don't think he was going to stop him. Yeah. And he was going to have to worry about that Moretta pressure. Yeah. The whole 25 minutes. Whereas yeah. He got to dictate the pressure for 25 minutes on yeah. two broken legs for Tiago or Denise. Speaking of John, one last thing. Oh, yeah. Go on Twitter, it. did you see that there was some guy that like tried to like, come around all of his cars and John just went tapping on his window with his shotgun. Yeah. I, somebody told me <laughs> chase the guy off his property. Jo- yeah. Joseph told me that somebody tried to like break in or something to his like, like cars and stuff. And he just ran outside with his shotgun. And then like he found, he saw the guy getting in his car. So he went and tapped on the car with the shotgun barrel. I'm like, Holy dude. As if you already don't have enough, like, I know, the John. cops on your ass all the time on all this other shit, dude. Now, granted, protecting his home has the right to do that. Yeah, but I don't, when, But with, like, you know, because he already pulled, like, that gun and started popping off shells yeah, that's a while right. ago. Like, I can't imagine that he's... That's got about I, You kind of wonder. Hmm. Like, why, why add more flame yeah, fuel to the fire? Interesting. Very interesting. John, just pay attention. Stop acting like a dumbass. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there were some missed chances on tonight's episode. Episode 18, missed chances, making the cut with Corbin Trev here on election day. I don't know. I haven't checked my phone yet, but um, I'm not sure if we have a president or not, or if we'll know by the end of tonight or even tomorrow. We'll leave it out of the episode just for surprise. We'll 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 let you guys know the next time, and hopefully that's sooner than later. We yeah. were on a layoff for far too long, so hoping that we might be able to even get an episode, maybe shortly after that uh, Tyson fight, we can get yeah. back on the. Uh, and I think with this new format, a little bit was not quite so like so much of you know more discussion format. I guess. Absolutely, we're going to be able to do it a little bit. more. We'll try to make it more conversational on what about this? What about that? Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to just reporting on you know everything you probably already know by watching ESPN. Exactly. Exactly. So, we offer snippets here and there, but we like to just kind of open the minds a little bit more, have a conversation and try to think about the sports world a little differently. Exactly. Exactly. Learn learn something you didn't know already. Or at least that's the goal. Check us out on uh Twitter, Instagram, making cuts. It's been an awesome episode, Corbs. Yeah, good to be back, man. Yeah. You uh you have a great rest of the week and uh we'll catch up here soon, brother. You too, buddy. Take care everybody. Peace.